not even I got tablet. I can't get a microphone to work with speakers. That's your Apple stuff, man. Keep telling you. Whatever. All right. All right. All right. Here we go. If you had Apple, it wouldn't be an issue, would it? All right, what's going on, everybody? This is another episode of the Old Man Gamers podcast. This is actually episode two for us. I am Jose. And this is Rodney. And today we are going to go over the uh, Xbox 2020 show that they did a couple weeks ago. We didn't get a chance to cover it, so we're going to cover it now. Yeah, you know, they they had their event on May 7th, uh, revealing Xbox Series X gameplay for the first time. Uh, We're not going to go over it in too much detail because, you know, I I figure most people have seen it already. If you haven't seen it, you can hit up our website, lbhtshow.com. We have the article up. We have the the, the entire conference. Uh, You can watch it there. And we have, you know, some information about a couple of the games and and some of Xbox's plans for next generation. Yeah. So you want to go ahead and and kick us off. What what stood out to you? I mean, it was it was about. A little less than a half hour presentation and it was really just back-to-back trailers of mostly world premiere games yeah so let's, um, let's start with the first yeah. thing that they showed uh they went over um is a, a brand new game called bright memory infinite i haven't I hadn't heard anything about it I, I i saw a trailer and i thought yeah that that looked good you know coming from somebody that doesn't play first person shooters that often that that one got me excited yeah no i, I agree i don't i don't like first person shooters this one they said was actually made from the ground up by one person at that at that development studio. Wow. It looked fantastic. I yeah. mean, you know, really nice weather effects, really nice lighting. You know, obviously first person shooters, they, they kind of look the same as far as gameplay generally, but this one had some uh, sword play also. It looks yeah. like some some gravity uh, gravity powers maybe. Yeah. I was tricked a couple weeks ago when they showed that that Unreal Engine. And they showed they're yeah. showing some gameplay for that. I was like, oh man, that that's a that's a new game, right? And then come to find out it's not an actual game, it's just a demo. And yeah. I was thinking this might be a demo because when I saw I saw I saw the shooting, and then I saw you know one of the enemies pull out a sword, you know, and it looked like ancient times type of type of fighting, right? Like yeah. not not modern. Yeah. Now I was like, oh, this is a demo. You're not, you're not gonna get me this time, you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but they got you again because it's real. Yeah, yeah. So, I, yeah, I'm I'm all in on that one. That yeah, that one. Yeah, he had a little uh, a light grapple. He was swinging all over the the level. Yeah. And at the end, a car that looked like Knight Rider showed up. He hopped in and and, and they dipped out. Yeah, I mean, it looked, yeah, it looked really chase. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, not sure of the exact release date, but everything they showed, they're planning for either holiday 2020 or early 2021. Obviously, with everything going on now, that I mean, some titles are are going to slip. Sure. That's that's the plan right now. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, I thought that was a, a strong way to start off the show. Went a little downhill with the with the next few games that they showed. Yeah, I mean, there was looked, one looked uh, awful, but you know. Yeah, there there was one. I, I can't remember the name of it. Um, I didn't write it down, but it it, it looked it looked kind of kind of like creepy, like you know, like it, it reminded me of of like Prometheus. Yeah, yeah. No, I know what you're talking about. Scorn. 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 Yeah. yeah, very uh, Geiger esque with like kind of organic machines kind of feel to it. Yeah, and uh, you you watch that trailer, you have no idea what that game's about. Yeah, Nothing. I I, no I, was, idea. I mean graphically it looked great, but it didn't really tell you anything about the game. So yeah, but yeah, none of it looked like it was actually the game being played. So I I don't have any idea what that's about. 
also, you know, I'm not real into horror. And it looked, it looked like it was horror. So I'll see you later on that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like well, I'm said, not one of those people that finds being scared fun. Me neither. I find it scary. That's not my thing. There's, I know there's going to be a lot of people that listen to this podcast that are Resident Evil fans and, you know, things of that nature. And that's great. You know, you know those, those were well-made games, but it's not really a, our genre. And, you know, hey, look, if, if we get enough listeners, we'll cover it. Yeah. You know. From a distance. Yeah. Now, I will say this. Uh, we are Last of Us fans. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's hard for us uh, to play, just, but we we love that game. Yeah, it takes a while to get through. Like, I take frequent breaks. Yeah, you know, it's but, not so much that I don't I don't play scary games. They just have to have a good a good story to it. You yeah, I, I don't I don't play games who you, you know what I, I don't like jump scares. Me neither. That, that's why I don't. I I just I've never been into that. So like if it's a you know psychological horror type thing or, or just you know really suspenseful a lot of tension or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll go ahead and play it. But I mean if I'm going to come around a corner and your monster is going to jump out and then I shoot him and then I go around another corner and a monster jumps out. And I shoot, <laughs> I'm not into that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, just, yeah. I don't find that fun. No, you're right. No, no, no. You're right. All right. Like, so, all you're trying to do is give me a little spike in heart rate and I don't want it and I don't need it. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of an, uh, of a scary game, I, I'm not sure this, this classifies as a scary game, but vampire, the, the masquerade. <laughs> yeah. That, the, the trailer, uh, I thought that graphically, first off, it was kind of a mixed bag. Some of it looked really bad. Some of it looked pretty good. Yeah. But yeah, you had that that little weirdo dancing around his apartment with his uh, with his human with his corpse puppets hanging from from uh, from from hooks from his ceiling. Yeah. I, I didn't. You know, it took me a while to to get what the game was. I wasn't paying attention at the beginning when they showed World of Darkness because you know, it's actually based on a another uh, like a board game kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it, you know, it, it, if if you don't know about Vampire, which I think a lot of people don't, yeah, yeah, it's don't. A, it came out in 2004. It's a kind of action RPG. I actually just read before we started that at release, it, it sold under 80,000 copies. Wow. So I, I don't know how it developed a cult following, but, but apparently mm-hmm. they, they released it uh, going head-to-head with Half-Life 2, which... Uh, okay. Sent to die. So who gave the green light to to make another one? You know, I always wonder about games like that where obviously it's, it tanked. You know, yeah. it's been uh you know it's been fans kind of asking for it for a really long time. I think it's one of those games that had kind of had legs and found its audience later. Okay. The, the studio that developed it went out of business uh, mm. the next year or a couple of years later. So mm. it's not it's not made by them. But you know the 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 actual the IP has kind of been bouncing around between people. Uh, but I guess, you know, it, it landed with somebody who was serious about making it. So it's going to be coming out. Okay. It's a, it's a really interesting uh, IP. You know, you, you get to pick from well, the, in the original game, it was seven different vampire races. They all were pretty distinct, you know, depending on which one you pick, you know, it would shape how everyone in the world reacted to you. Okay. Uh, you know, they have their own, they call them disciplines in the game, but you know their own attributes for for every race. Now, and now, it's one of those. Mm-hmm. Now, now, what is the story about, really? Because I didn't get anything from that trailer other than you know there's some vampires. Yeah, well, you know, I'm not I'm not sure what the story of the new one is about. I mean, I haven't seen much on that story. The original game, uh, your character is a human, and at the very beginning of the game, you're killed and you're brought back as a they call them a fledgling uh, vampire. Okay. 
and uh, it was illegal the way you were made. So you know the the the, person, the vampire who made you and you were brought before like this council or whatever, and they decide they're going to kill the vampire that made you, but then somebody stepped in and and saved you, right? Mm-hmm. Saved your character. Okay. Uh, then you get sent off and you're helping investigate this this ship because it's set in Los Angeles, I should say. Um, and on this ship, you know, there's belief that there's this uh, sarcophagus that has this ancient vampire and like him returning or that, that vampire returning is supposed to signal the doom for vampires, right? Okay. So, you know, that that's kind of the setup for the game and it unfolds from there. And there's a lot of uh, choice in the game. Like, you know, your decisions affect what happens later on. You know, there's multiple endings and all that. So we, we won't really get into all that. Okay. So that's probably, you know, why the trailer is kind of all over the place. Like you see a bunch of different uh, characters because I'm guessing you can mm-hmm. probably be any one of those characters. Well, and the other thing too is like, it's it's not, at least the first game, it wasn't like a super action heavy kind of thing. You can play it however you want, right? Mm-hmm. One of the reasons it has such a a, a strong following is the writing. It has, it has really strong writing. You know, you can avoid a lot of combat through dialogue. Okay. Right? And how do you make a trailer for that? You know, like, yeah, yeah. is it a fun trailer scrolling through dialogue options and then not fighting? Right. No. Right. So you play up the action and, and you know, throw in a couple of unsettling scenes and, and you know, you hope it, hope it goes over well. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, th- well, for those type of games, you know, good dialogue goes a long way. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. It's not the kind of game that's going to show well. Right. You, know, you just have to be interested in that kind of game. True. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Well, all right. So, yeah. Yeah. Moving on from there, they showed uh, the new, I mean, semi-new, Yakuza game. It, it's already been released in Japan. came out in January. It's called Yakuza Like a Dragon. You know, it's a long-running series. Really, really good storytelling in Yakuza. I like it a lot. It's a lot of fun, but it's, it's unbelievably goofy. <laughs> like there's just really over the top, just weird stuff going on. Yeah, I never, um, this, I never played any of the games, but I've seen some gameplay on- online. And yeah, I, I see what you're saying with with the goofiness, but it does look like a a good game. Yeah, they're 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 one of the it's one of the series where they manage to be really silly, but yeah. also tell a good story at the yeah. same time. Yeah. So yeah, no, it's a, it's a great series. Uh, this one, it, it doesn't have either of the main. The, the main characters from the, the previous games, Kiryu, I forget how to pronounce it. I shouldn't even try. But Kiryu is the main character in, in most Yakuza games. Right. He's in it. Like, he makes an appearance, but he's not the main character. The story of this game, you're this younger Yakuza, and your clan, your clan leader convinces you to go to jail for a murder you didn't commit to protect somebody higher up in the clan. Right. And so, you know, your, your character decides to go thinking, you know, I'll, I'll go to jail, I'll do the time, I'll come back, I'll be a hero, you know, the, they're going to be here for me, everybody's going to love me, all this stuff. 18 years later, he comes out of prison, nobody's there. Nobody's waiting to pick him up. He gets back home, people, people don't even remember him, they don't, they don't wow. know who he is. He tracks down the patriarch, he gets in a room with the patriarch, uh, who, who convinced him to do it to begin with, and he, he's basically like, what's up? You know, what happened? And the patriarch looks at him and says, you got to die and shoots him in the chest. Mm, and then, you know, leaves him <laughs> a few days later, he wakes up 
basically in a, in a trash heap. And from there you go on and you try to figure out, you know, what happened basically and yeah. try to get your revenge. Yeah. Payback. Yeah, man. That's a good setup. That's a good story setup. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the thing about this game uh, that's very different from all the other Yakuza games, they're all beat em up kind of games. You know, you're just out in the street and you're fighting a bunch of people at the same time. It's really arcadey kind of fighting. You have different styles and all this. Yeah. This one is uh, turn-based combat. So I will not be playing it. Uh, yeah, I can't, I can't really get with that. I don't, I don't like it very much. Turn-based I, combat. Me neither. Why did they switch to that? Uh, I think they just wanted to try something new. You know, I mean, it, there's been, I think it's seven previous games in this series and they're all, you know, pretty much the same. You know, they're right. all well-made, but they, they, I think they just wanted to change. Which, I mean, that's cool, but I, yeah. it's not a change that I can believe in. Yeah, that's, that's not for me. That's not for me. That's what kept me from playing a lot of really good games, like uh, yeah. Knights of the Old Republic. You know, mm-hmm. you will always tell me how great that game is. I'm like, well, I'll never find out because I'm never going to play it. <laughs> yeah, Knights of the Republic, it was. I mean, I don't like the, I don't like the combat, but it... it you know, sometimes sometimes I can look past it, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna look past it for a Yakuza game. I'm just nah, not. Nah. I hear you. Yeah, it's it's too late. It's too late in the in, in the franchise to try to switch it up. Yeah, I mean they just, just want to try something new, I guess. Yeah. I wonder how so, it's selling in Japan. Oh, I'm, i I think it sold pretty well. Yeah. I mean it's 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 a big time series. Right. You know? yeah. So those were a couple of the games that really stood out to us. Hey, oh, I should I should mention they did close the show with Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Uh, it was not the gameplay that people were expecting. I mean, it was in game, but it wasn't like five minutes of your character running around doing missions or anything like that. Right. I mean, it still looks great, but you know, people were a little disappointed that it wasn't actual gameplay. Yeah. The only other thing that we definitely want to talk about is for some reason. EA showed up with Madden 21 in the, in the middle of this conference. They're the only ones every, I mentioned before, it, it was trailer, 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 trailer. And then Madden comes on and all of a sudden Pat Mahomes is on screen and it's a commercial and he's given a little speech and then they, they show, you know, a, like a compilation of all the Maddens of the past. And then they showed about four or five seconds of the new Madden right at the very end. You know, we, we took notes on, on what we wanted to talk about. I wrote down Madden, and the only thing that I wrote next to it was trash. Yeah, so, okay. For anybody that, that listens to this podcast and they are Madden fans, it's, it's fine. It, it, it's fine. You, you like what you like. You know, um, we all like certain types of games. You know, there are games that that I play that other people aren't going to like. You know, we, you, me and B like NBA 2K. There are a lot of people out there that don't like NBA 2K, right? Uh, we love the game. That's fine. But Madden is a bad game, whether you like it or not. That's just what it is. And I told you this a couple years ago, right? I said Madden is sliding on a lot of things right now. You know, people are just kind of letting things slide with the gameplay, you know, the graphics look, they still look okay. You know, you know, they look okay for the times, but it's going to get to a point where these consoles are going to get more advanced. Video games are going to get more advanced and Madden is going to get left behind. It's going to look the same and people are going to start to notice. And that's exactly what happened in that Xbox 2020 uh, show, because you see those other games, how great they looked. 
And for, for some reason, I don't know why they showed some of the actual gameplay in Madden this this time. Usually they don't. They give you some some studio created uh yeah uh preview, you know, something that's not still, actually in the game. Still waiting on that McNabb to Owens. Right, uh, right. That I saw yeah. in 2005. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They give you some cinematic trailer that doesn't actually exist. But this time they decided to show you some gameplay, and I was like, "Oh man, you picked the worst time to to, to yeah. do that." You know? Yeah, it was it was a really short clip, like I said, and I think I think what they were hoping was people would think that, oh, you know, it's that's just last year's game. You know, at the end of the trailer, they didn't actually show the new one, right. but it was the new game, and it looked exactly the same. But yeah. you still have the same. Uh, like no no weight to the players. Pat Mahomes gets hit and he's going in one direction, breaks the tackle and it turns on a dime and starts going upfield again. Right. You, know, you have the, the same over-exaggerated animations. It, it just, it, it's extraordinarily disappointing that they got the exclusive license to make simulation NFL games in or after 2004 and they haven't made a good one since, basically. No, they haven't. They haven't. Um, they just got progressively worse over the years, and it got to the point where you know you and I, who are diehard football fans, won't even go near the game. Like I never thought I would get to the point where I just I have zero interest in buying a football game. Right. You know, because even when they were getting worse, I knew they were getting worse. I didn't care. I was like, like it's it's still playable. <laughs> like you know, I was like, whatever. It's it's good enough. It's football. Like I'm not going to go a whole year without playing a football game because you know I always have a you know have a you know have an urge to play a football game. Yeah. But now I have no desire. I am playing I'm playing NBA two K during a football year which is something I would never do. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean they they're they're not serving the offline sim community at all in any way. No. I mean the things that they add to the game that are supposed to be, you know, for the franchise mode, they don't really work and, and they, like, a lot of times they just don't make sense. They added uh, schemes, you know, uh, a few years ago. So you pick the, the type of offense you want to run and the type of defense you want to run, and it tells you, oh, you need this kind of player for this position and that kind of player for that position. It means nothing. Like, you, you can change your scheme and your playbooks every single week with no consequence. Right. I wonder, because, you know, we're going we're gonna to get into this in a second, but you know the NFL is is looking to extend EA's exclusivity uh, license, right? Mm-hmm. Like, does the NFL look at EA as like a good marketing tool? Like, hey, EA is really helping us sell our brand because, like, I I feel like the majority, more than fifty percent of Madden players, aren't really football fans. Yeah, I think at this point, there's definitely a distinction between uh, I like football and I like Madden. You know, and some yeah. people like both. Yeah. But you can't, you know, make no mistake, they're not the same. Right. You Whereas know? when we were grow- growing up, you know, you played Madden. I mean, you, you, you were all about football. Yeah. You were all about <laughs> Recently, they had their tournament, and the guy who won the tournament didn't throw a single pass and actually had his punter in at quarterback. Yeah. Like it's not it's not replicating NFL football at all. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Um that's that's not even something we would have even thought about doing back in the yeah. day. Even if we could do it, it's like, no, I don't, you know, I'm gonna play with my quarterback. Mm-hmm. But to answer your question, I think uh the NFL more than anything sees 
they look at EA and they just see dollar signs. I mean, yeah, they pay a yeah. lot of money for the license. They don't care about the quality of the game. And it's not hurting their image. I mean, they're, they're the biggest thing going in, in American sports. Yeah, so, yeah. what does it matter? Yeah, it's disappointing. But, yeah, the more and more I, I, I see it, see these, these guys play, I'm like, I know you don't watch football. Like one year at, at E3, who would they have on stage? Was it was it Ninja or one, one of those video gamers who was up there to promote Madden and he had, had Juju Smith-Schuster up there to promote with them? And I'm like, this kid doesn't even know who that is. Yeah. <laughs> you know like he just looked he's like okay guy you know like whoever you are like right. they, they don't know like it's just an arcade game with you know with football elements to it but it, it doesn't actually you know simulate actual football so I, I feel like this younger generation they grow and they you know they'll play it for a little bit and that's it and there's, there's no there's no commitment to the actual sport no, not at all. It's it's a it's a complete arcade game, and you know they're they're definitely just focused on their online crowd, which yeah. is fine. And, and you know you said it's disappointing. You know what? I disagree. It would not have been disappointing. It would have been fine if you you know if there if it didn't come out that two K was talking to the NFL and they're going to be releasing some football games next year. And that really got a lot of people's hopes up that maybe they would get the license back and we'd have an actual, you know, a good NFL game again. Yeah. If that hadn't come out, it would have been fine, whatever. But it did come out. I thought it was happening for sure. And then, you know, a few weeks later, you hear the story that, oh, you know, they're going to extend it for another five years. Yeah, it that hurts. was deflating. That was deflating. Yeah. Yeah, because I wanted to do a show, a quick show, just on on that news that 2K, there's some hope that they could be getting the, the license. Yeah. Because 2K, all they need, even, even now, even though they're not getting the, you know, the simulation license, they're still able to put out, you know, arcade games, whatever that means. You know, we got to see what that means. But whatever they put out, it's going to be better than Madden gameplay-wise. I mean. Yeah. I mean, look, if, if they try to make a football game, they'll make a better game than, than EA does. But yeah. I'll tell you what it means. It means NFL playgrounds to go yeah. along with NBA playgrounds. It means a my player card game on mobile. Yeah, you know, it, it means stuff that I don't really want. True. You know, true. The thing that I want from Two K is another All Pro, uh, you know, another All Pro Two K Eight. Yeah. But I don't think we're gonna get that. No, no. Honestly, at this point, I would rather Two K just put out a football game without the NFL brand, and yeah. you know. Do do more with it than what the NFL will let you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, especially the NFL is not letting you do anything. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but you know, know the, the, the fans have shown in the past that that's not a profitable decision. You know, there's there's just there's not enough fans of offline simulation football to make that work. No, you know, they, we had our chance with All Pro, and it and it sold terribly. That's yeah. why they didn't make another one. Yeah, hey, it is what it is, man. You know, the people have spoken. So, I mean, we're in the minority in it. So, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, so, you know, I'm looking forward to NBA 2K21. Yeah, yeah. But, and then this on a, on a good note, let's talk about the Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, uh, Sony had a uh, PlayStation State of Play event not too long ago. Uh, that focused on the upcoming exclusive Ghost of Tsushima. 
if you're not familiar with the ghost of Tsushima, it's set in Japan on the island of Tsushima in 1274, at the time of the Mongol invasion. Just a quick like backstory on, on what happened there. Kublai Khan sent some diplomats, diplomats to Japan basically to kind of get them to surrender without having a war, you know, and they kind of pay tribute to him. Japan never responded. Like, they just, they, they, they didn't say anything. And so he got tired of waiting, sent out eight to 900 ships, carrying, uh, you know, any estimates are anywhere from sixteen to 40,000 Mongol, Korean, and Chinese troops. They landed in Tsushima in early November. And like I said, it was tens of thousands of them versus several hundred people defending Tsushima. Uh, they were led by their governor at the time, and they were overrun in a day, basically. Right. And the, the Mongols, they got on their ships, and they moved on. You know, they, they were going about the business of conquering Japan, essentially. And they got caught in a typhoon. It sunk a bunch of their ships, and the rest of them went back home. After that, uh, Kublai Khan sent you know, diplomats again to Japan. They were executed. He said, okay. Not cool, but we're gonna we're, we're, we're not gonna lose it right now. We'll send some other people find out what happened. Yeah. You know? maybe it was justified. <laughs> sent some more people over there. They were also executed. And then he said, you know, no, we're gonna get we're gonna put together a force of a hundred thousand, which at the time was one of the biggest forces ever seen, and we're riding for Japan again. And they landed at Tsushima. Tsushima was, uh, they, they were better prepared this time. So, you know, it, it had just happened, uh, I believe it was five or seven years prior. Mm. They got overrun in a, you know, it took a little longer, but yeah, they, they got overrun again. They, they got back on their ships. They went about their business of conquering Japan again. And for the second time, got caught in a typhoon, <laughs> drowned almost all of their troops. <laughs> they, uh, the story is that 20 to 30,000 got washed ashore or swam ashore. Wow. They were all executed. Mm. And Kublai Khan said, you know, I didn't want Japan anyway. Yeah. You know, so yeah. whatever. No, right? not worth it. Yeah. And, and that, you know, that became kind of a myth. That's where the, the phrase kamikaze comes from. It's, it's divine wind. And people thought that God was just on Japan's side and wouldn't let them be conquered from, you know, by a foreign enemy. Right. So that's kind of the, the, you know, the setting for the game. Now, obviously, you're, it, it, a typhoon's not going to save you. So they're going to be taking some, some liberties with the history. Sure, sure. Uh, now, now mm-hmm. B wrote an article on this. So if you want to read more about it, send us an email. You can't go onto, onto the website and find it, but send us an email and we'll send you a link to it. And in fact, you can subscribe to our newsletter. Go to lbhtshow.com. Scroll all the way to the bottom, put your email in there, and uh, we can send you, you know, cool links like this every now and then. Because we're constantly writing articles. We have, you know, extra content to provide for you. You know, sign up and you can get, you know, cool things like this that the rest of the public doesn't see. Right. So, uh, like I said, you know, that was just a little kind of a, a brief overview of what happened, you know, in the actual history. In the game, you play Jin Sakai, who is a samurai. And you're, you know, you live in Tsushima and, you know, the, the invasion happens and you're kind of, you know, they, they take over Tsushima and you're trying to fight back, right? Now, 
the samurai have a, a, a specific code that they live by that makes them samurai, right? You know, they, they fight with honor, they fight one-on-one, -on -one, they, 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 you know, they walk out onto the field, they call out whoever it is they want to fight, and, and, you know, they go at it, right? That's how they lost. You know, if the other people aren't, aren't respecting that code, it's not going to go well for you. Right. So during the game, Jin Sakai has to kind of decide, you know, it, you know, wrestles with himself as to maybe I need to, to deviate from this code. Right. Uh, and that's where the title comes from, Ghost of Tsushima, where he starts using stealth and deception to fight back. Mm. You know, that's, that's just kind of the backstory of what the game is. As far as the gameplay, it looks a lot like uh, a Ubisoft game, like Assassin's Creed, Far Cry, that kind of thing, where you're, you know, you're just in this big open world. There's enemy camps that you can go to and, and kind of clear out. You know, there's hidden things all over the world that you can, you can run around and find. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it should be a pretty familiar experience for anybody who's played those kind of games in the past. The state of play just went through. It showed a lot of gameplay. The environment the game looked amazing. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Yeah. It's gorgeous. You go around and you can, you know, there's a you can customize your character. There's a lot of different armor that gives you different benefits depending on your play style. You pick flowers, dye flowers to change the color of your armor. They have a samurai cinema filter that you can play the entire game in that makes it black and white and, you know, all windy, like, like the, uh, like samurai, old samurai movies. Yeah. It looks amazing. I mean, I wouldn't play the full game like that, but I could definitely see myself turning that on for, you know, a few sessions. Sure. Looks incredible. Yeah. No, yeah. The, I mean, the game looks great. Um, I'm excited about it. You know, from the first time they showed it at E3, that was, a, that was a few years ago now. Yeah. Yeah. They announced it, I believe in 2016. Yeah. Was, if yeah. not, it was 2017. Yeah. But, I, I, yeah. I it's been a few years. Yeah. That's one of those games that it looks like it's going to uh, meet expectation, which you don't get too often. You know, I, I, I learned from, I, I got into E3 not too long ago and I always thought, you know, I thought in the beginning, what you see is what you're going to get. And that's, you know, I learned quickly. That's not how it works. A lot of times what you see at E3 and, you know, these, these shows, they don't really deliver on, on when the game actually gets released. But this looks like one of those games that's actually going to deliver. So I'm excited about it. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I remember when they first showed off some of, like, the gameplay and they just had the one scene where your character is just standing there across from, you know, who, whoever does, you know, his enemy, yeah. whoever he was fighting. And you had the, the cherry blossoms were falling. Yeah, you know, the leaves fall and he pulls out his sword. Like it, you know, it reminded me of the old uh, Ninja Gaiden opening. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, the, the, the on uh, on Super NES, I think it was. <laughs> you have the two ninjas on on opposite sides. They run at each other and jump in the air and slash oh, yeah. at each other. Yep, yep. Yeah, it, it reminded me of that. But you know, it, it's this is the game that everybody has been begging Ubisoft to make in the Assassin's Creed series. You know, the, they want the feudal Japan game because you call it assassin, but people hear ninja. You know, yeah. that's what you want to play. You know, you want to, you want to play the ninja in Japan. And Ubisoft's like, no, no, we're not doing that. So yeah. Sucker Punch said, oh, yeah, we got you. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So yeah, that, no, we're, we're excited about that, but that's how we're going to end the show as more game announcements drop. We're going to be covering that. Well, yeah, we do want to mention coming up on Wednesday, there is going to be another, PlayStation State of Play yeah. for The Last of Us 2. 
again, you can go to our site. We have an article up about Last of Us 2 right now. Uh, we'll have another one later this week after that event. They're going to be showing you know, another 10 minutes or so of, of actual gameplay. That game's coming out it's either next month or July. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima and Last of Us are, are both coming out in the next two months, but I get their, uh, their release dates mixed up. No. Uh, but that, they'll be out soon. So, I mean, that, that's definitely something you want to tune in for if you're, you're in, into The Last of Us. Yeah. Other than that, we're on Twitter, uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, and we have our website. They're all LBHT Show. Yep. Uh, the website also, lbhtshow.com. If you wanted to email us, that's lbhtshow at gmail.com. The podcast, it's on Apple, it's on Spotify, it's on Pod, you know, anywhere you get podcasts. But we started it on Anchor. If you go to our website, up at the top, you'll, you'll see a button to support the show. That's to take you to the Anchor site. If you wanted to subscribe, uh, that, that, that allows us to keep on making the shows, bring more content to you. Yep. And as we go along, you know, we, you know, me and Brodney have plans to expand on this show. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, subscribe to the newsletter. You know, we're going to provide content that's not readily available to the public. Subscribe now and, and you can get that article on Ghost of Tsushima. It's a pretty dope article. You know, and we're going to do extra things for our, our subscribers in the future. So, you know, keep listening, keep supporting, and you guys are going to see the benefits of that. Also, you know, if you're listening right now, go to Apple. If you're, if you're on Apple, go to Apple and rate and review. If you're listening on Spotify or Podbean, man, get an iPhone, go to <laughs> Apple and rate and review. Leave us five stars. Yeah. Or, you know, even if you're listening on Spotify or Podbean or wherever you listen, follow us, you know, mm-hmm. subscribe to us. That, that matters too. All right. But definitely uh, if, you're, if you're on Apple, give us those five stars. Right. No, yeah, I, I, I joke. But if you're not on Apple, where you can just go ahead and tell a friend, tell, tell somebody about the show and spreading word of mouth really helps also. Yep. Well, all right. That's it for episode two of the old man gamers podcast. We will see you in episode three.